What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Finally, I can say that to another edition of Generational Sports. It's been a long time, okay? It's been what? I mean, Josh, we're talking like three weeks here now, right? For real, it's. I mean, it's, yeah. I had a, I had a nice little two week vacation. We I came back, thought we were going to do the show, and we didn't do the show. But hey. You know what they say, Josh. It's better late than never, and we're back. And we got Monique here. We got a nice little special guest. Talk a little UFC. Of course, our uh, UFC basically correspondent, I would like to say. Big words. We use big words on over here, Gen Z. We're very, very smart people, as you can probably tell by other episodes you've listened to. Um, But all right. Listen, it's been a while, so I got to ask the most important question. And Monique, don't get me wrong. It's important to me, too. But. I ask this to Josh every show, so it's my most important. Josh, how you doing there, guy? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing pretty good. At, outside of the heat, it's uh, it's doing pretty good. Because I got to tell you, man, it's I don't even live in a big house, and we only have one working AC. So you'd think it'd be able to reach, but it just it doesn't. It's 91 here, and it feels like it inside. So it's it's tough. But Connie, you had a vacation. I mean, I oh. already know you're doing good. Fresh cut. I mean, so how good are we doing? How good? I mean, listen, a little, I'm, I'm already a little tired on this 4th of July. Happy 4th of July, everybody, by the way. Um, but I mean, listen, two-week vacation. There was a lot of drinking. There were a lot of, there were, there were a lot of friends down there. Um, came back, immediately had to go back to the Renegades. That was fun, though. Today... You know, yesterday my friend had a little something, a little get-together, got there, got home real late about, you know, 3 in the morning, woke up, just played 18, and now I'm here. Now I'm here. So it's it's been a long road back, so we're doing all right. Monique, how are you doing, though? I'm doing good, man. I can't wait to break down this UFC card. And like Josh said, it is hot here in Toronto Oh my god, I have a fan like blowing in my face right now and I'm hoping it does more than that. But Monique, yeah, do you prefer I, warm or cold weather? Which, which um, one do you prefer? I prefer cold weather because yeah, like I feel like a normal least, human being. <laughs> I, I prefer cold weather just because like I like removing the layers kind of thing instead of like having okay. the hot weather where you can't like remove any other okay, layers. Okay, see, see, it's now we can confirm that Monique is a normal human being because I swear <laughs> to God, if you like heat but more, you're weird. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, because listen, you, there's more ways to warm up than there is to cool down. And it's just a scientific fact. My mm-hmm. science. Listen, I could put a blanket on, a couple layers. But listen, I could even exercise a little bit. I mean, would I do that? Of course not. Look at me. But I mean, <laughs> but I, mean I can do If it's hot out, I, I need water or ice. I got no other options. I can't I can't go outside and just in just the skimpies, bro. I'll get arrested immediately. <laughs> Maybe if I had abs, it wouldn't be so big of a problem. But you know, listen, that's not that's, that's here nor there. Anyway, listen, we have to, we don't have to wait any longer because we'll get into the UFC 276 recap right now, as we should. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I was working, so I only saw the main card. I did not see any of the prelims. Um, I didn't see any of the early prelims because usually I do like to watch the entire card because I mean I like seeing people get punched in the face. I've gotten over this many times. <laughs> um, but with that being said, I'm sure you can give us some more thoughts on that. And Josh, I'm sure you get to, I don't know how much either one of you watched, but I did get, I did get to see the main card, but Monique, you are the MMA queen, as we like to say. So take us through everything. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I unfortunately only got to see the main card because I was on vacation as well. It was Canada Day weekend up in Toronto, so, you know, we had a few days off, and basically, I watched the main card. I was, okay, I'm not going to lie, guys, I was disappointed in the Sugar Sean Munoz fight. I was so disappointed. I was like, first of all, okay, I don't know who... Like, there's a lot of Sugar Sean fans out there, including myself, but even I knew that he was probably losing that fight, okay? Because Pedro Munoz was, like, going at it with those kicks, just, like, and not letting him strike and not letting him find his rhythm and stuff like that. So it was really disappointing just because it ended in the eye poke, and I hate eye pokes, and I, I hate when that happens, and, like, you know, then it becomes a no contest. And did you see Sugar Sean O'Malley? Like, literally celebrate with a swish. Right see, now. That was, see, that was a little weird to me when I saw that because I'm also dumb. And I thought that if he lost, if, if he, the fight was done because of the eye poke, I thought that meant he lost because I thought it would have been a disqualification, not a no contest. So that's why I was extra confused at first until they read off the no contest. But even the no contest, like, bro, you, you, you it's a no contest. You didn't win nothing. I feel like to celebrate, <laughs> you have to win. Just like, and listen, we'll, we'll get to it, but just like Izzy, bro. If Izzy came out like The Undertaker, which, by the way, go. Just want to throw that out there. Undertaker. <laughs> if he came out with that earned Undertaker full thing and lost, you never recover from that. You can't do it. Oh, yeah. Can't, you can't recover from that. You come mm-hmm. out like a god. You got to, I mean, you got to be able to, you know, put up a fight. But anyway, Josh, how disappointed were you in the eye poke? Because I, even my brother, my brother texted me, was like, yo, uh, I'm watching this, you know, legally, of course. We always buy the pay-per-views. Um, and he was like, the one fight I wanted to see, it ended like that. Is that how we, Is that how you felt as well, Josh? Uh, kind of. It was definitely a fight I was looking forward to the most because I think since the O'Malley-Cheeto fight, this has been Sugar Sean's biggest challenge. I mean, Pedro Munoz has fought all the top guys in that division almost. So it was a fight I was looking forward to most, and – uh, I agree with you, Monique. I think Pedro won that first round. I thought Sean was starting to find himself a little bit in that second round, trying to close the distance a little bit more. Uh, and then the eye poke at first, because he didn't take the full five minutes, and he, I didn't even see him open the eye, and he was like, I can't see out of it. I'm like, yeah, you got to open it. Yeah, like, that's, usually, to, that's usually how you see. I can't, yeah, I can't I was see like, the closed eye either. Like until the, he walked out of the ring, I didn't see him open his eye once. But then I did see some photos of him after the fight, and it did look really swollen. So it it probably was bad enough to cause a no contest. But I'm, I mean, not taking the full five minutes and not even trying to go again or anything. It was just it was a little disappointing. But I don't know. I that's just Sean though. I mean, he he acts like he didn't lose to Cheeto with the broken leg thing. He's gonna act like this is a win for him too. Because I mean, you know most what's people funny are, that you say that, Josh, because I was. Obviously, you know, started watching the McAfee show, and they mm-hmm. had and they had Sean on, and they were talking about his past few fights, and they were like going through his list, and it was like knockout, knockout, knockout. And I was like, I was like didn't he lose? I was, like, I swear he lost a fight because he broke something. Yep. Yeah, and they and bro, it's it's like it never happened though. Like I know uh, to us it did, but like I feel like people, or especially Sean, are just like never happened. Which, by the way. Might be an unpopular opinion. I almost agree with it, bro. If I lose because I break my leg, I'm not counting as a loss. I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. Not so, do you, do you not count 
Connor losing. No, he broke you. You broke your leg. How how how's that? My, how was that my fault? I think I think they're two different situations. I think Sean's I wouldn't count as much. Connor's most likely broke because Dustin checked the leg kick or something. So I think that's more of like Dustin kind of did make him not be able to fight. So in a way, Connor wins know. just because know. he broke his leg and then still talked while on the ground. He, that was some he of his said, best trash talk too. <laughs> I said, oh, hey, really? baby, he's the best. He said, he said your wife sent me DMs. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know who really surprised me, though, at this card? Like, oh, I just forgot his name already. Double champ. He, he called out, like, everyone. He called out O'Malley. He he was talking crap to Aljamain Sterling. I had his name right before oh, I started talking about him. Yeah, Henry Cejudo. He was talking yeah. crap to to everybody at this at this pay-per-view, like, he really wants to get back into it. I, I want to see him fight again, but I mean, I, I didn't expect him. I definitely want to see him fight again. You know who I want him to fight? I want him to fight Alexander Volkanovsky. Now, that is yeah. a fight I would 100% buy instead of streaming illegally. Okay? Like, that is the fight that I want to see <laughs> just because they're both, they both have similar fight styles. Very, very similar fight styles. Cejudo, like, I don't know which one's better, Cejudo or him. Cejudo has obviously that ring rust because he hasn't been in the octagon for that long. And, but he's still training. I know that he's still training. He still trains with Wei Li Zhang and all of them down there in Arizona. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see about that. Now, okay, one fight that I definitely didn't watch, but I caught the highlights off, was uh, the Robbie Lawler fight. Now, that was this very good fight. That was the main card, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was yeah. like it was a yes. good fight, but it was disappointing because like obviously I want to see Robbie Lawler win, but then he's just right. you know what he's washed. Everybody knows he's washed. Everybody knows he's like at the end of his career. Like he should just retire. Like I don't even know why he's still fighting. But you know what do you what do you think, Josh? Since like you said it was a good fight, so what do you think about the oh, that fight? Was a great fight. Yeah, I mean him and Bam Bam were going at it. Neither of them cared about protecting their face. They were just, I mean, I thought I don't know. Robbie wanted it to get get finished, like. He was not protect. He had his head like dipped and was just walking forward. I'm like, dude, like, dude, you're already hurt. Like, do something. You can't just like not throw anything. But I liked the fight a lot. It was very good, better than I expected because yeah. the Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler fight kind of disappointed really, really badly. I mean, they were throwing, but they were dead tired and weak punches. This fight was much better. They were both landing some very good shots. I mean, no takedowns. I think they said like no takedowns until like the last until the out of sound, if I think there might have been an attempted takedown that almost happened, but the whole main card, there were no takedowns, and that's what I really liked out of that Robbie Lawler fight. It was just they were just standing thrown. But I, I agree, it was it's not great to see Robbie go down like that. He's such a legend, he's been great for so long, and now it's like, man, love seeing him fight, but hate seeing him lose like that. Yeah, no, well, you, I was yeah, well, I was in B dubs after after I got done with the running A's, me and my boys went. That place was active for that fight. That's really Hey, we okay. Oh yeah, how to go? How to get a little? Listen, by the way, B dubs, I need a sponsor, bro, because you guys are a little too expensive. They are expensive. Just, I mean, like, like, listen, a burger? Come on, I can't be paying no fifteen dollars, bro. What are we talking about? Fifteen dollars for a burger? Yeah. Oh bro, my was, gosh! I'm like, what, what, what are we talking about, B dubs? Here, don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful cheese curd bacon burger. It's fantastic, great burger. But I mean, I listen, you're hurting the wallet. You're killing me here. Mm-hmm. But, no, that fight was good. I mean, they were just throwing back and forth. I mean, 
Uh, you knew it was going to end up in a finish like that. I, and I believe they got a performance bonus as well as they should. He wanted 100000 That's what, what he said what? after the Holy. fight. Holy. <laughs> that was a fight of the night, wasn't it? it I mean, I think it should have been I think, if it wasn't. I, I, it do, I was. do think that one fight of the night. So, I mean, yeah. I don't blame it. They were, they were throwing. Mm-hmm. They were definitely throwing, I'll tell you that. Well, oh, speaking yeah. of throwing, guys. Okay, Josh, we were talking about this like two weeks ago. Alex fucking Pereira. Sorry for my language, but like oh, he demolished Sean Strickland. Yeah. Totally caught me by surprise because Sean Strickland is a stand-up dude. He is very well-rounded. I am. I was expecting a turnaround, like, you know, the opposite that happened. But no, Alex Pereira knocked him up. I believe it was either the first round or the second round, and it was it was quick. I it was, was like that. Yeah, I think it was the first round. It was that beautiful left hand, and then follow up with the right, and then another right. And I was just like, "Wow, okay, now now that is a performance where you go and fight for the fucking title after that. That is the performance that gets you the title shot." And I'm pretty sure Izzy even said that he he wants he Sean or Alex after this. So because what Izzy's zero two against him in kickboxing, and I and I believe Pereira knocked him out once. And he was yes, like, he oh, he he said, he oh you know, did. it's it, it's different. And this, I mean, Izzy's, Izzy's body so everybody else. He bodied that everybody fight. else. You might as well. That no, fight is going to be so good. It's going to mm-hmm. be, I mean, because uh, Joe Rogan was saying it perfectly as the uh, Cannoneer fight was ending. He was like, you know, guys like Cannoneer, they, they really can't match up against Izzy because everything they try to do, he can just keep them at distance, keep them at bay. They can't get in there and start working. Alex doesn't have that problem. He's gonna be he's right up there with Izzy and in their size comparison, his skill level. He's not afraid to get in there and fight with Izzy. So that fight is gonna be I mean, Izzy's had some tests, you know, since he's been champ and he passed all those early. He's kind of been coasting for a little bit. I mean, taking on guys like Vittori and Paulo Costa and you know, Whitaker again. Uh, but this is this is gonna be his first test in quite some time, so I'm really excited for that. And I was I was watching the stream, obviously legally. I wouldn't of do anything course. illegal, of but I didn't even get to see the knockout live. I I was watching oh. the fight lag, refresh oh. the page, and I see I see I don't see Pereira though. I see Sean Strickland walking around the ring, like when I get my when I get the pay per view oh. back up. So I'm like, oh, Strickland finished him. And then they show the replay. I'm like, oh, no, he didn't. He got no, he didn't. <laughs> Strickland was me, 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 me. Yeah, <laughs> that left hand was nasty. It was nasty. No, that that left, the left caught him, and then he put him out with the right. Just, I mean, when that, when, you're like, I feel, bro, when the neck goes limp, and they just, I'm like, all right, bro, we now, now yeah. you did something. Now yeah. you did something. Guys, that fight against Alex versus Izzy is going to be bananas. Like Just like Josh said, he is not afraid to fight, and he is so good in the freaking pocket. It is unbelievable. I can't wait for this fight. But speaking of fights that were pretty dominant, we're talking about what Alex Volganovsky versus Max Holloway. Now that, my friends, hurt my heart so much yeah. because my head was saying Alex Volkanovsky. My head was saying Alex Volkanovsky. My heart was saying Max Holloway. I went with my head. I was right, but I didn't want to be right. Uh, Max just, I, I don't know if it was ring rust, guys. I don't know what happened, but he just couldn't get his rhythm. Volkanovsky's just, just that good. Volkanovsky happened. Yeah, yeah, that's all that happened. Volkanovsky's so, like, just... 
is insane. See, I feel like I'm almost lucky in a way that I've come into UFC late because now it's almost at the fact that, like you said, if you're with your heart, you're hoping Holloway. Bro, I really dislike all the champions, bro. And the, and it's for the simple fact that, like, I, like, I think that's why, like, like Brady, love Brady as greatness. Uh, the Yankees are just a great – like, I just – like that's why it's John Jones, favorite fighter. I love greatness. Like it's cr- and like that whole time. I like every. It seems like every title fight, I'm like whatever, whoever the champion is, I'm like, please don't lose. Besides Sterling, Sterling still pisses me off. God, does he annoy me? But anyway, that's a different problem. Even though he proved himself, he proved him. Oh, different Joe. He proved himself. I thought Jan was going to come back, beat his ass for for the fake ass knee that he took. You know, 25 minutes to get over. Um, but he proved himself. Still annoys me. He's the only one I would really care to lose. But like, I've been watching these Volk fights, and I'm like, I don't ever want to see this man lose. I want to see him going on on a 50 title fight streak. Like that, it's out of pocket. I mean, like I I tweeted during the fight. I said, bro, there's nobody on the level. Like it's not it's not even close. Like that was a sweep. That was a five round sweep. Max didn't do a thing, and then they cut to the. The, to the to Max's corner, and this man has you know a Grand Canyon on his eyebrow. Yeah, I thought they were. I thought they were stopping it. That that yeah, cut was too. deep. Yeah, that was a deep cut. That was a deep. See, my only thing was it, it wasn't leaking into the eye, so I was like, right. maybe that's why it was. He was lucky. It was, it was like right it. there. Yeah, the it was right. It was right on the side of the nose, so I didn't think they would call it. But I mean, Volk isn't even close. I mean, no, Volk is miles ahead of everybody. Like, you know, Max, oh, I'm the best boxer in the UFC. You literally got outboxed for five rounds. <laughs> literally. Outboxed for five rounds. Didn't do a thing. It was it was amazing. It was simply it was It was really, like, sad to see because, like, you know, we see the Max Holloway, like, that's used to – we used to see him pressure. We used to see him going forward, landing his strikes, you know, landing those leg kicks. And just he didn't – it's like he didn't know what he was doing in the octagon. It's like he was he was jabbing, but it wasn't like connecting. It wasn't like mm-hmm. really connecting and like really making an impact on Volk's face. And Volk just looked better and better each fight, just like Connie said. And like he just joined City Kickboxing, which is like uh, the camp that Israel Adesanya is with. So he's just gonna get better and better, like as we go. So like I don't know what's gonna happen. I want I want him to fight Cejudo because. Literally, there's nobody else that he can fight, you know, like maybe Yair Rodriguez or whatever, but like, you know, that's pretty much it. But like, Alex, what's called Brian Ortega's fighting Yair Rodriguez later this year. I know exactly who should fight. I know exactly who's next. Who's Charles next? Oliveira. Charles Oliveira. Oh, I would love that. That would be amazing. That'd be like striker versus jujitsu master. Like, that's that would there's, be there's, amazing. I feel like he's mad small for that, though. I mean, he'd only be going up to what one fifty five, isn't that? Yeah, that's uh, ten pounds. That's that should be doable because yeah, like, I, think, I just mean like he's a tiny dude. Yeah, yeah but I, I mean, so is Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler's pretty small too, and he almost put out all of their body and people. Yeah, so I mean, I think I mean Volkanovski's gonna sweep that. He's gonna do a you know a wrap around again if he just stays there. I don't mm-hmm. think he's gonna find a better time to try to become a double champ. And I think right now is a prime time for it. I mean, that division is stacked. He could wait a little bit, see if maybe, you know, a different champion shows up that he has a better chance against. But I think Oliveira versus Volkanovski for the belt is, for a chance at double champ, is one of the best fights ever. Is it with possible? How good they both are right no, now. you can't do that. 
I wish you could like have one title, or, like one fight, but for both titles. Because like, if it would have to be one yeah. of them going up or down, it can't. Be yeah, down. you can't. Yeah. No, way- I feel like you should be yeah. able to meet in the middle and then do it for both. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Like, imagine yeah, sure. me, what what's the what, what what's the pound? If you said ten pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, meet up one fifty. Meet up one fifty. Go down five. You're even. Yeah. <laughs> just just fight for both. Yeah. Come on, Dana. Dana. I got you, bro. Put me in charge. I, I don't even need uh, – listen, I'll take like a $400,000 salary a year because, I mean, Dana, you're making great money. That's 400000 That's nothing to you, Dana. I mean, to me, I'm living lavishly, though. So, listen, just put me in charge. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. Let's we go should to the main all event. be matchmakers, guys. We should all be matchmakers because oh, you know I think that would be oh, a yeah. great gig to do. Oh, my God. Speaking of, like – great fights even though this this fight the main event wasn't like my favorite fight and i knew it wasn't gonna be my favorite fight because i knew that izzy was gonna dominate okay just because it's izzy he's just gonna keep him at bay which he did and like of course like it like uh, connie said like basically him coming in with the undertaker whole theme song and earn like he needed to dominate and and that's what he did but you know what i think he it it felt like he wasn't even trying like that's how easy it it felt like when i watched izzy and i watched that live i was falling asleep first of all because i was like Mm -hmm. first of all that fight wasn't that exciting and second of all it was like 1 a.m eastern time i got home at like 2 15. yeah Scotty, I'm a little older than you, man. We don't work that way. No, no, no. That's what I was saying. I was in there like I was in there like this. I said, bro, it's two in the morning. How this fight is all going on? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And like, you know, at that fight, I knew it was gonna be like that. I there was no surprises. It was not exciting to me. It was just, you know, Izzy's gonna dominate again. And like the only person that I wanna see him fight now is Alex Pereira. That's all I have to say about that. What do you think, Josh? What do you think about that fight? You did you think it was surprising at all? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Did you care about it at all? Uh it was kind of what I expected. Uh, a couple weeks ago when we talked about it, I, I said I think Cannoneer like presented the same thing Strickland would have, which is, you know, just unique power where it just comes out of nowhere. It's almost every punch he's throwing that's not a jab is is knockout power and he he threw a couple of those but like you said Izzy's just he's just too good that it didn't he didn't even let him get close to him if it did even kind of get close to him he blocked it perfectly or countered it so it lost its momentum he just like you said it looks like he's not even trying just because everything everyone presents to him it's like all right i can do it and during the promos he's like at this point i just want to try every technique like that's what he said during the promos he's like i just want to try everything like like that's crazy that he's at that level where he's like, you know what? Maybe I'll try like only southpaw this whole entire fight. You know, like let's just try that. Like uh, that's why I'm super excited for that Pereira fight. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy because that's not a fight he can just be like, you know, worry about how he's gonna walk into the ring or what new tactic can I try here. It's gonna be like you have to show up for that fight. But the intro, man, it was it was really dope. Was but I really. Yeah, I wanted the knockout because he's been talking about a knockout since this this fight's been set. So then you come out to the Undertaker with the urn, like you gotta with his put name that man's on it too. Out. Yeah, like you gotta put that man's lights out. But I don't know. What's well, that good fight? Not a finisher, though. We all know the reason yeah. why they, that people shouldn't compare him to Anderson Silva is because Anderson Silva was a goddamn finisher. That's the reason why he was like he's the, one of the best, if not the best of all time. You know. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons that Volkanovski is, like, even when Max Holloway said he was pound for pound, 
the best fighter in the world right now is because he gets either finishes or he dominates in spectacular fashion, you know, with TKOs and all that. So, like, I feel like Izzy, like, he used to be more exciting to me. And now I feel like, you know, he's just, like, excitement level, it's just leveling down just because he's not finishing people. He's not, like, you know, going after the kill. He's just, like, point fighting, you know, and that's not really the most exciting, you know, for people like Connie that are, like, you know, amateur uh, fans and stuff like that. That, that's not going to win you points with them. So, you know, it is what it is, but he's going to have to do something if he wants to beat Alex Pereira, that's for sure. So, what do you think, Connie? No, it was, you know, I think you guys are right. Like, I've seen it a lot, and I and I agree with the sentiment as well, too, that, like, he's turned into Floyd. Mm. Like, like, Izzy is Floyd Mayweather now. Not, not maybe not, I don't mean it on, like, the terms of greatness level or anything like that, because obviously Floyd was 50 and oh, whatever. If you want to argue that Floyd ran away from people during their prime, you can make that argument, whatever. But like, it's never like you like a like Floyd and Pacquiao. You're like, oh my god, this fight is gonna be the craziest thing ever. Like, it's a super fight, blah blah. And it was literally hugging for twelve rounds. That's yeah. what it was. It was hugging for twelve rounds. So like, Izzy, it's it's the UFC version of hugging for five rounds, though. He sits there, he you know taps your legs, he you know counter strikes you with a jab. He'll, he won't let you take him down. And, and like, even when he was up against the cage, he was still landing some shots. He would um, they, he would go for the takedown. Then Izzy would just block it and not let him get it. He would get out of it, throw a few. And, like, there were times, too, where, like, he was hitting him a little bit. And I'm like, oh, like, this might be the time. I was like, all right, Izzy's going to turn it up right now. And, I st- yeah, like, I still enjoy him. And like I said, I, I've kind of just gotten to the point where I really like the greatness in sports. Um, obviously I like my teams more than anything else, but I'm sure Monique will be back. Probably just hit the, uh, you know, Exxon accent. Well, like I, you know, I'm, I love my teams and I, and then I really like greatness because it's just cool to watch. And that's kind of what Izzy, you know, has become. It's what John Jones was, uh, which by the way, for the love of God, John, can, yeah. we, can you just get back? Bro? Well, Dana White said on the Pat McAfee show a couple weeks when he was on there that John Jones versus Stipe, and then the winner would take on Francis. So, but they, he said they're working on that. So I don't know how close that means they are to that. I mean, because John Jones washes, I think both of them. <laughs> I, th- I think he for sure washes Stipe. And then in Ghana, we'll have to see what. What's going on there with with his injury and everything? But Ngannou versus John Jones for the belt—a fight I really want to see. That still freaks me out for John Jones. Yeah, like I don't think many nor like John's a god, but like, listen, you ever played God of War, bro? You ever played yeah. that? Zeus yeah. got taken out. Great. Yeah. And 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 Ngannou got that got that power to knock uh, knock a god like uh, John straight out. So I don't know. It would be very fun, but yeah, Izzy's fight was you know meh. Obviously, do I want to see a finish? Do I want to see you know more punches thrown back and forth? Of course, but I mean, you also have to realize that people fight in different ways, and that not all fights are going to be the exact same. Um, I will say, for a card that was hyped up. And like it's gonna be the craziest of the summer. Now, granted, also missed the prelims and the and the and the early prelims. So maybe the full card on top of the main card, I would have a different opinion. Even then, even then, I don't think that 
it's it's even if the prelims are amazing because we've had a lot of cards with amazing prelims like oh my god and now we still have title fights and contenders right. and all that and right. then you know you see thug rose walk out there and throw one that punch was, in no, five was rounds was or the worst fight i've ever seen so i think i think i could tell i don't know why people get excited all the time just because the big names like if you looked at this fight this fight card obviously all like i think three three of the f- five main cards fights i'm looking at and i'm like okay that has you know fight of the year yeah. potential like o'malley munoz you're looking at that you're like okay sean o'malley always put on a show strickland Pereira, yeah. like top contenders volkanovsky holloway always good fight but then when you look at the main main event and it's like adesanya versus cannoneer i know we've seen izzy do some great things but like you guys are saying his past you know five six fights have been snooze fest so that's not something I'm getting crazy excited for. I get excited for Charles Oliveira. I get excited for Michael Chandler, Justin Gaethje, Conor McGregor. Like the main event has to finish off good, even with great prelims and solid main cards. No, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. And I mean, it's it's, and maybe we're just the wrong people too, because like you said, you you just name people though that just sit there and throw punches and try and kill each other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. besides Oliveira, who gets knocked down 16 times, then all of a sudden puts you in an arm bar and you yeah. tap out, which makes absolute. <laughs> I mean, this man got what knocked down three times in that Gaethje fight, yeah, and yeah. he let him up every single time because he didn't want to go to the ground. One time he goes to the ground, tapped like <laughs> I guess. So, yeah. I don't know, a little disappointed, but uh, at the end of the day, it's still pretty fun. UFC is uh, is a very entertaining sport, anyway. We will go on to the NBA because I mean, listen, bro. I go away for a little bit of time, and the whole you know the whole world just wants to you know go to go to whatever. <laughs> like, really, this, this is what we're doing. This man, KD, out of pocket, requests a trade. KD requests a trade. Nets probably going to trade Kyrie, but obviously, I think you got to start with KD because like that's the biggest free agent in NBA history. I mean, yeah. listen, uh, we'll kind of tie this together almost because this man, Rudy Gobert, who I don't know, maybe, Josh, have we talked about it, how I think he's – we've talked about how he's overrated, right? Yeah, we've talked about him versus Donovan and many Bro, things of Rudy Gobert. What was it, like four players and like six picks? Three very good rotational players and five first and three pick swaps. <laughs> like that's – for Rudy Gobert, when you already got a big, when you already got a five, for Rudy Gobert, like if it was Cat, I would understand. Right? Yeah, Cat. Like if the Timberwolves yeah. traded Cat and got that, I'd be like, yeah, that's valid. Rudy Gobert, paint protector for sure. Leaves the league in dunks every year because it's the only thing he can do. Yeah, Rudy. Go bear. <laughs> so I listen. Uh, I think it was Ken. No, wasn't Kendrick Perkins or um, who's the ball? Oh, Richard Jefferson. I don't know which one of them said it. Who's the ball? <laughs> I couldn't remember for a second. <laughs> Richard Jefferson. They said if that's what Rudy got to trade KD, they need the whole country of France. Yeah, no, nah, it's gonna be insane. Like, like what is KD getting? You need like- you need a superstar. You need a you need a superstar in the trade back. You need another player that's a budding superstar. Probably another two good rotational people 
and probably eight draft picks. No, literally, like hypothetically, say Miami wants to go all in for him. It's Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, probably Max Struess, eight firsts and like five pick swaps. Like yeah. you're going to need to give up everything. And that's if they don't want Jimmy or Bam. <laughs> like that's if you're lucky they don't want one of your two best players. That's why the Suns are in the best spot. Aiton already wants out. Mikel is expendable. You got other solid players. Phoenix isn't a perfect spot for this. Which sucks. Can you, can you like, I assume that they could too. And like a mat, like they shouldn't want a first round draft pick until like 2030. Like from? From Phoenix. That's when, that's when the draft yeah. pick should start. They should want, yeah. Listen, I don't want a draft pick until 20. I want your next eight draft picks from 2030 to 2038. Yeah, that's all, that's always like the weird thing you think about. But then you look at a team like Houston right now. Like when they were sending Harden there, you're probably thinking like, all right, we don't want like your next three first because you guys might three-peat with Katie, Katie and Kyrie. And now you look at those picks Houston got from Brooklyn and it's like, oh, you got Ben Simmons and and Joe Harris? That's it? You might have like, Russell Westbrook? Yeah, like thank you very well, much. Here's my thing too. Like Houston owns Brooklyn's pick. So like does that mean if – if they trade KD to Miami or whatever, and Miami gives them a pick, does that mean Houston gets it now? Or is it because it's technically Miami's pick that goes to Brooklyn? They don't get it. That depends. That's only if it's a pick swap. Like, if they – during the trade with the Houston and, and Well, because I think the Houston trade is they have a pick, then a pick swap, then a pick, then a pick swap, then a pick, then a pick swap. Yeah, okay. So all the pick swaps would then become Miami-Houston pick swaps. So it'd be whoever – so I don't know who got best and who got worst, but, like, if Miami had a better record than Houston that year, then Miami keeps their pick and Houston keeps theirs or something weird like that. I don't know. But I it's, hate it's something weird like that where – Yeah. yeah what, you're not allowed to give, like, first-round picks in consecutive years, right? I also think – I don't know. GMs, sometimes I feel like – they just like are in a room with like you know their staff and everyone. They hear a trade offer, and they're like, like they want five firsts and four players, and we'll get Rudy. And they're like, is that is that a deal? Like, do we win that? Like, I don't know. Do we? Like, let's take it and see what what Twitter says. Like, <laughs> I just sometimes confuses me like what people think is a good trade and all that. Like, like it's crazy what some of these some of these players that we're gonna talk about in a second after we get done with these guys, but. It just confuses me, but this trade, this KD trade is going to have so many like underlying factors because a lot of the picks that are probably going to get thrown into it are going to be from previous trades that the team acquired a pick for. There's going to be a third team involved or because the Nets are going to get a good, a good, good return in this. Bro, trade. You have to, though. Can you yeah. imagine if they trade KD and it's not like universally applauded? And then you got to move. They're moving. Ky- Kyrie's not going to stay. Josh, can I be can I can I be this guy though? Can I be this guy? Hmm. I'm sorry, bro. If I'm the Nets, I would take KD into the office and look him dead in his eyes and say, "I wish," I and I would say, "I dare you to not play for the next four years." I dare you. <laughs> he has a four-year contract. What is the point of a contract anymore? Nothing. You're signed for the because listen, you end his career. And listen, would I be a terrible person? And would players probably not want to come play for me? 
Probably. Guess what? I would happily live with that. <laughs> I could live with myself. I really could. Because you, what, what are you going to do? You have KD for the next four years. He sits out four years, and then somebody's going to eat what? I think he'd be, what, like 36 by then? Yeah. Well, you think somebody's all of a sudden going to give him a contract? And guess what? I would pay. Yeah, sure. I'll pay you the whole time. Pay you the whole time. You're not playing a game. They could even convert that into, well, I don't know. That'd be a weird situation. Because I think eventually, because well, I don't know, because you see teams convert contracts to overpaid players into like, hey, over the next 50 years, we're going to well, pay I don't you. Know, like a day was just the other day. Yeah. You know yeah, what that is? Like, yeah, yeah, it's been no, how many years? Like so long he's been getting no, paid yeah. by him. Bobby Bonilla Day, man gets yeah. one point like two or something every year until like, you're gonna at the end of the season of the MLB season. I'm coming on backstop banter. You guys are gonna be so impressed by my baseball knowledge. Really? I watch and I watch and pay attention like a lot. Like I could almost oh, yeah. name I could almost name multiple players on like a lot of teams. Is this like because of, of betting, or are you just actually kind of enjoying that? It started with betting, but now I'm just generally like now I know what teams are good and what aren't. So I'll like look at the scores throughout the day and stuff. I could, I could there there could be a tear in my eye right now. And because there's no other sports on, so I'm like, I gotta you know I gotta pay attention point. to something. But I'm actually starting to enjoy baseball. I, I do like it a lot. Hell but, yeah, uh, that's what I love to hear. We're talking. Oh, we're talking about KD. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think they. It's it's more of a player driven league now, so I think teams are scared to stand be up to players. Yeah, teams are getting scared to stand up to players like that. But I mean, like the Nets, like you're saying, they don't have to trade them. They don't have to do shit for them. Like you Whoa. sign the contract, bro. You're here, or you're or you're not. Bro, trade them to the Kings. <laughs> yeah, bro. That'd but like, terrible. I'm a vindictive person, though. People are putting out Utah offers, and they're good offers. Like, imagine KD gets sent to Utah. Because, like, there are di- – listen, there's obviously people that are very different than me. Like, Josh, I'll be real with you. Like, you know, some some partners, like, on podcasts or radio stations break up, and that they say, oh, yeah, I wish him nothing but the – Josh, I'm telling you right now, if me and you ever decide to stop doing a podcast together, you start another one, I would hope you never got a view in your life. Yeah, I'm praying on your downfall. Ex- okay. See, exactly. That's yeah. Listen, that's who I am. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of who I am. I'm not rooting for you. I'm rooting for me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm rooting for me. It, it, I was rooting for you when it included me, but yeah. now that I'm out, no. I don't care. Like, <laughs> not everybody can eat. That's a lie. No, no, that yeah. whole everybody can eat thing's a lie. That reminds me of a Caleb City. You know Caleb City. I he know. does like he does like these skits and stuff, and he's like, you get three wishes. He's like, I want, I want, I want food. Like I want all the food in the world. And he's like, oh, so everybody gets these. He's like, no, I want it all. Me. Nobody can have any of it. Like, yeah, it was hilarious. I mean, no, nah, I'm trading KD to Tim Buck too. Getting a, mm-hmm. No, don't get me wrong. I still need, you know, something great back for him. So, I mean, I guess you kind of have to trade him to a place that has good players that you can get in return. Yeah. But, like, I'm walking into the office and saying, I dare you to sit out the next four years. How many, more times can, how many more times can they do this? Like Harden, Katie, and Kyrie. Like, just be like, ah, this isn't exactly what I thought it, it was, was going to be. Party so I'm out. Did, you, did you see the report that Katie and Kyrie still want to play together? Yeah. I'm like, dude, that's. They just don't want to do it in Brooklyn. What's the difference? They <laughs> ran Brooklyn. They the got team. rid of all the assets, and now they don't like the team. <laughs> like, what are you, that what are you talking about? Like, um, well, I can't. 
Well, I can't think of their coach right now. Steve Nash. Steve Nash is the coach because of them. Harden was on the team because of them. Like, it's Bro, can, crazy. can you imagine this team if it was still Katie Kyrie, um, Dinwiddie, uh, Jared Allen, Jared Joe Allen? Harris. Like, like, God, that team was – we didn't even get to see that team for too long. No. That would have been so much better. So much better. I mean, like no, – that, that, that was the part that really got me. I really saw that, that they wanted to still play together, just not in Brooklyn, and was I've never been that confused in my life. Like, what do you mean you still want to play together? You're playing together right now. What's going to change in Phoenix? Because the whole <laughs> thing is, oh, Katie's going to get traded. Kyrie has one year on the deal, and he can just follow him to wherever he goes. Please, for the love of God, tell me what's going to be different. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be the same. They're they're going to have problems because everywhere they've gone, they've each had their problems. So it's I don't know. It's so annoying, man. I just wish you know what, Russ, Katie, just come back home. You know, come back home to Oklahoma. Did, you know, I did say, and we got we got a great young squad, a young coach, assets on top of assets for days. Like, like, come on, man. We do have the most draft picks we can offer Brooklyn. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, come home, guys. Just come on. Go, we, just, you know, we just gave we, Russ I mean, the key to the city a couple weeks ago. So, they I mean, did. He's, they did. Gave him the key to the city. So, just come on home. Very but only if KD's coming, Russ. Like, you can yeah, say no, that if KD's not coming. Yeah. We don't We don't need all that over here right now without KD. No. Definitely Same not. Same goes to you, James. KD has to be part of the, part of the package for for the big and that's the thing, Kyrie. Where is he going to go? I guess the I guess he's the Lakers are trying. I think the Lakers. He's going to be there next year, not yeah, like next season. I think he'll probably shit out the whole season with Brooklyn, or if KD's gone and he doesn't get moved, he'll probably you know be injured or but something crazy. Here's another thing I don't understand on both sides of it. So Kyrie, you wanted to leave Cleveland because you didn't want to play with LeBron and be in the shadow anymore. You go to Boston. You're awful. Literally was just a not a good time in Boston. All right. So you leave Boston, whatever you team up with KD now. Why? And that's why I don't understand from the Kyrie point of view. Then from the Brooklyn point of view, you're going to trade Kyrie for Russell Westbrook. (laughs) And not only Kyrie, you're trading Kyrie and probably Joe Harris. And I even saw a report that they would prefer Seth Curry instead of Joe Harris. I would too. I would definitely prefer. Okay, fine. Seth. You're giving up two players? <laughs> yeah, two of them for you're the, Russell. You're the one <laughs> giving up players for <laughs> Russell Westbrook who's making 47 million a year mm-hmm. that can't shoot if bro, this man couldn't hit a three if the ocean was the basket and he was swimming in it. Man, don't do rough like that. Come no, on. am I wrong? Am I wrong? Come on, you remember you remember that three when he had the 50 piece in Denver for the triple, the double, triple record? double record? No, yeah, was, that was cash. What was that five years ago? It was cash. Remember Steven Adams at the free throw line off the rim kicks it was out it, to Russ? Was it not five years ago? Was it not cash? No, I mean, listen, it was mucho dinero. Listen, I am on. If I'm going to blame somebody in that whole – in Russell Westbrook's run with the Lakers, I'm going to blame the Lakers. I'm not going to blame Russ because they thought Russ should be the one to change his whole game. And oh, no, so I don't blame, blame Russ. And move him. No. Like, I think he can – I think he can still be a, a, 
a great player in this league, all NBA first team type of player in this league. It's just that is not a situation where he can do that. Not See, with guys think, like think, AD and LeBron. That's not a rust thing. Think, he's got Alice, he's got Allen Iverson syndrome. He he can't he can't do it with other stars because that's not his game. It sucks, but it's just the truth. Can't do it with other stars. I just still cannot fathom that Brooklyn would trade for Russell Westbrook and be the team giving up more players. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. all right, we'll give you we'll give you KD for we'll give you Kyrie for Russ. Like, no, we need Joe Harris. Well, actually, you know what? Give us Seth Curry and like a, a protected first. Like, wait, you want us to give you players? Like, that's just crazy. Like, and and the thing is, they have to do because they have to match the salary because KD because Kyrie doesn't make enough to match the salary of Russ. But mm. like, uh, that is astonishing. I don't even. I can't believe that that they would do like they're going to get a historic haul for KD. And then turn around, and trade Kyrie, and have to give up more than they're supposed to, that they're going to get. Like, are the Lakers throwing in like five first round picks? They don't have that. They, they don't. They got. They threw them all to New Orleans for AD. They don't have. They have one pick, one first round pick, Taylor Horton Tucker and Russell Westbrook. That has been their trade offer since AD showed up. Every time it's been like popped up of a, a star on the move, like oh Giannis might want out. A Westbrook, Taylor Horton, Tucker in the first package is on the table. Like, no one wants that. Not a single team wants that. You put that in the trade finder on 2K, no trades available. Like, nothing pops up. No trades available. Nobody wants that. They haven't for over a year. But, I mean, I guess if somebody's going to force it, I mean, we'll see. They put the trade trade finder on, on zero. Yeah, difficulties on zero, bro. You can yeah, trade finder difficulty anything. on zero. You could trade. You could trade KD for. That's what Utah did. That's what Utah did. They put that on on zero. But yeah, let's, let's let's go to that. Let's go to that because, <laughs> like I said, Rudy. Nah, what is oh flight react? Shout out Rudy Gobert. Gobert. For what'd you say? Four players. Five, five picks? Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, uh, Jaden McDaniels. I uh, know Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, their first round pick this year that they just center. drafted. Yeah, a guy from Auburn. Uh, and then four, five. I think a couple of them might be protected, but at least three of them are completely unprotected. And then like three or four pick swaps. God bless for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Like, and here's the thing, too. Once again, I am definitely not the smartest person in the world. And I would probably say that even the UFC has eclipsed my like for the NBA. I don't know what it is. I kind of just really fell off this year. But, like, since when <laughs> has two centers been the thing in this NBA? I have no idea. Like, the, the Warriors are going to put in a small ball lineup and score 45 in 13 seconds. <laughs> like, I understand the, like, the, Timber, the Timberwolves couldn't protect the paint if their life depended on it. And that's what the only thing basically Rudy Gobert can do besides dunk. So I get that. But you have Cass. Now you're going to put Cat at power forward, and you're going to, what, you're going to turn him into Dirk? Like, that's yeah, what I'm thinking. Shoot. Right. Like, he can shoot. Like, yes, he can stretch the floor. 
But putting him at power forward. No, he needs to take 10 10 threes a game now. Literally, because where are you going to put Rudy? He's got to be down low. He's not standing out in the corner because then you're playing five on four. They'll leave him there. Let him do what he wants to do to three. Go ahead, Rudy. They're going to – I mean, I hope they figure it out. I hope they know what they're doing and this works out. But you're going to have to eliminate Cat from being in the paint. Like, that's just starting it. Like, that's just to see where you're at. Like, unless Rudy's working on his three all summer, we see some Ben Simmons highlight tapes of some threes from deep, then maybe, you know, we'll get hyped up about it. But I have no idea how this is going to work. Yeah, Rudy Gobert in the Steph Curry shooting camp. Yeah, Rudy went twenty five for twenty five from three today, guys. Open gym. I I literally I don't you know what you know what that is that's a great point. Open gym and like shooting drills is the exact same thing as the combine. Yeah, throwing on air. You yeah, know, it's no like difference. oh yeah, I went ten for ten on threes today. Yeah, yeah. against who? The air. <laughs> I like, don't get me wrong. I couldn't hit 10, th- 10 threes. In like, it's impressive when Steph went like 124 of 125. Like, that shit's like, because yeah, that's like freaky. C- exactly. Because that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But, but like, like, Ben listen, Simmons hitting three wrong. straight threes. And don't get me wrong. I can't hit 10 threes in a row. Not from no. the NBA line. I, I, I bet I could. Be- I bet I could. You think? I'll bet you $10 you couldn't. How much? I'll, g- I'll give you an hour. Like, before I actually have to go 10 for 10. Yeah, or I have to hit 10 threes. No, no, no. you got to go 10 in a row within that hour from NBA. Yeah, hundred dollars. <laughs> what about what about six? Six dollars. Yeah, that's more budget wise. No, six threes. Oh, nah, I need 10. We were just talking about 10. I'll meet All you right, in the middle. We can go eight. I'll do 10, but not from NBA three. No, nah, I need the NBA. Then I'll do seven. I said eight. Seven, NBA three, no prep time. I just walk in the gym. Just walk in the gym. I, 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 I just, just walk the in the gym. I just walk in the Oracle Arena, and I just hit three, hit seven, seven straight, and walk out. $100 richer. <laughs> yeah. I'm but I want the 100 when you don't do it. My jumper is wet, bro. You don't even know. Not from the NBA. No, nah, not NBA. I couldn't do it from NBA. Could not. I will admit that. Perry said no prep time needed. We stay ready. Perry, same yeah, bet. We stay ready. Perry, it's a flamethrower, bro. It's Perry's, a flamethrower. Perry, it's the same bet. <laughs> and, you know, I accidentally low-key just said Terry, but that also reminds me of a 4th of July classic. Put it in reverse, <laughs> Terry. Terry? Put it in reverse. He said, oh, Terry. Oh, God. <laughs> Good luck. Anyway, Rudy Gobert, man. You have two bigs in a world where everybody plays 5'10 point guards that can shoot from the half-court line. I love this for Utah, though. Absolutely love this for Utah. Yeah, because now now you you build around Novi and Mitchell. Yeah, you got Donovan. You bring in guys like Pat Bev, Malik Beasley, who are very solid rotational players. And didn't they make another? Didn't they go get somebody else? I feel like they did something, but I don't know. You know what I'm kind of sad about? Huh? The fact that that the Pat Bev era is over in in, in Minnesota. <laughs> you Man know, took his jersey off, threw Man it in his jersey stands, off, crying played. after a playing oh. game. Didn't they lose the next playing game too? They lost the first. No, they lost in the first round. 
they, oh, they played it was, it too, all right. So. They all right. At least they Memphis made it to the playoffs, and they didn't. All right. Didn't they get no? Was it a? They didn't get swept. It was almost. It was almost seven games. I think it went six. Okay. I think it went six games. Man, man said. Man said. He heard Kawhi and Paul George are coming. He said, "Next five years are mine." And got traded five times. <laughs> That's just, just tough, man. Thought he had, thought he had five straight rings coming, a dynasty. And they said, "You know, what? we'll send you to Memphis. We'll send you to Minnesota. We'll send you to Utah." Wait, when did he say that? Who was he with when he said that? No, he was in like. Remember when Kawhi and Paul George went to the Clippers and he was, he was in a Clippers? restaurant. He was there when he's yeah. He was on the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George like the first two seasons. I low-key don't even remember that. And then he got moved to Memphis. And then, you know, yeah, he got moved to Memphis. Pat Beverly is a chihuahua. Yeah. Yeah, man, all bark, no bite. Not even the all bark, no bite, just an annoying an annoying. Yeah, like he does bite, and it's just like, dude, stop. (laughs) I'm like, bro, please, I'm begging you to just shut up. (laughs) Him and Draymond. Can't stand Draymond. I love Draymond. Big Draymond fan. Nah, bro. He, I'm telling you. Say he he gives me the same energy as getting 100 on the group project, and he's the one that <laughs> that gave me the paper. He was like, "Yo, but the the project is on the paper that I bought and gave you." So yeah, I get 100 too. Yeah, that, I mean, that's Draymond. Hey, if, he, if the project can't get done without the paper, yeah, but I could have bought paper from somebody else. But you didn't, did you? <laughs> he bought it. <laughs> He, I mean, he bought it. It's fair. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm, well, I'm a lot of people giving this man crazy credit. I don't know how I feel about it. Just not, I'm simply not sure. Um, DeJounte Murray to the Hawks. That was what I didn't really see coming. I didn't see it. But then again, I just screamed about how we go small ball and things like that. And guess what? Trey Young. Love the kid. Pretty good shooter and things like that. Can't defend a thing. No, you might be able to go ten for ten from three against Trey Young. Might happen. But now they got Dejounte Murray, perimeter defender, good ball. What he almost averaged a triple double this year. Mm-hmm. He was cooking this year. I think, uh, like you're saying, I mean, when you have Trey Young and Kevin Herter as your starting guards, other guards tend to eat <laughs> against that that defensive. Defensive duo right there. Now, you know, uh, you bring in DeJounte, and then they also moved off of Kevin Herter and brought in uh, Aaron Holiday and Mo Harkless, which are two very solid defenders. Uh, I kind of like that trade for both sides because, you know, we, we've we been talking about it with the Hawks since since they've, you know, put together this roster. They have so many good players that they can flip into, into a star or something. Uh, I was saying that, you know, maybe they go after Donovan Mitchell or Bradley Beal. DeJounte Murray, is he's – getting to that level of a player on, on those guys' level. Uh, so they kind of flipped it. You know, Gallo and Herter are gone, and three very solid, very good defenders are now in. So I, I think this Hawks team is is turning around because, I mean, Trey's going to average over 25, around 10 assists. I mean, Bogdanovich on the wing, he can shoot. They got young guys on the bench too. I mean, they, they got a lot of things. They just didn't have defense, and now they now they have defense. Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued because obviously, you know, Trey was running the offense, and I don't know if he like what does he continue to do it? And they put no, I think he plays off ball. I would assume it's gonna be interesting. I think the I think they'll probably switch, you know, back and forth throughout a game, who's bringing the ball up or whatever. I just can't see it's 
I think it's going to be more Trey than DeJounte. I think they're going to be like, hey, DeJounte, you're going to have to adapt to off-ball instead of Trey. Trey would be easier to get to do it, but Trey is much better with the ball in his hands. I mean, he he creates shots very easily. So if DeJounte can learn to, you know, spot up and shoot and also be able to handle the ball, that's going to be a deadly duo, very deadly duo. Yeah, I am excited for it. I am definitely excited for it. I I mean, I think it helps him. Obviously, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much – Better they are in the East now because well you still got the Bucks ahead of them, still got the Celtics ahead of them. Yeah, Miami's still up there. Yeah, Sixers. Yep. Uh, See Chicago bounces back this offseason. Maybe they land KD. True. Cleveland's still good. Cleveland is good. They just re-signed Darius Garland, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe the Knicks with Brunson. Yeah, it's the Knicks still. You know, both conferences are starting to kind of even out, though. You know, both both conferences are pretty. I, which I thoroughly enjoy because now you know it's not just like, oh yeah, whoever comes out of the West is winning. Yeah, it's like whoever comes out the West versus LeBron for yeah. over the past decade, for the last you know fifteen years. <laughs> so, but yeah. Any other uh, of those off-season moves that you enjoyed? Uh there were a couple of. Um, I enjoyed and a couple I'm confused about. One of the ones I'm kind of confused about is a team I just talked about, Chicago. You know, uh, I get Vooch isn't a great defender as a big, but I don't know if Andre Drummond is, is the ideal backup center to come in and rely on for important minutes in the game. And Goran Dragic is kind of a confusing signing too because now your guard room is Kobe White, Zach Levine, Io DeSumo, and now where does Goran Dragic and Caruso and Lonzo Ball, like where yeah. does Dragic fit in in that guard room? It's just very a very confusing. It's going to be Udonis Haslam. Yeah, like it's it's such a confusing signing for me. Uh, I hope it works out. But uh, then Knicks, I really like the Brunson signing. I know it's kind of been anticipated. Uh, I think he's going to be a very good point guard for that team. I'm really excited to see what that backcourt can do. You know, and they they moved off of uh, Alec Burks and who someone else they traded away. I can't remember who, but but I like that. Oh, Nerlens Noel. Nerlens Noel. Noel, which was a little bit shocking. Nerlens showed some promise last year, but did you just know that Mitchell Robinson is the first person to get a second contract from the Knicks in twenty eight years? Yeah, and a lot of people were trying to be you know these super smart people when they were talking about that, like. A one year deal does not count as a second contract. Like they they gave you an extra shot. Because David Lee signed a one-year deal after his rookie contract doesn't mean that Mitchell Robinson's the first one to get a second contract because, and that's actually a big deal. You look at how many hits and misses they've had for Mitchell to go get another contract. That's that's pretty nice. But, now, uh, technically, what happens if Porzingis is a free agent gets signed? Is that technically a second contract by the Knicks? Yeah, but if that's a, is that a second contract? No, because Tim Hardaway Jr. already did that. He was drafted uh-huh. by the Knicks. Went to You're Atlanta right. You're right. Back. I do remember now. You're right. Yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. The Knicks tend to do weird stuff like that all the time. But um, Gallinari, too, after getting traded by Atlanta, went to San Antonio. Obviously, they're going to release him. And he's, he wants to go to Boston. I mean, they just picked up Malcolm Brogdon, too. I mean, they I just come up a finals appearance, you add a guard that's Derek White, but if Derek White was the best he could ever be, you got him and Derek White now. So then you add Gallinari, too, who's a stretch four you can play. I mean, that team is not going to lose anything, and they got a lot better. So I like I like that move a lot for them. 
some interesting moves out there in the NBA landscape. Some Still a lot to happen, too. Still a lot to happen. I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, we just talked about KD and Kyrie. Nothing's even happened there. But we know a couple things were true. Zion's not going anywhere. And then Bradley Beal is not going anywhere. So. Bradley Beal, I don't get. Bro. Bradley Beal is, yeah, that's. You're wasting your career. It's like, in the, it's like in the MLB, like, apparently Juan Soto, you know. I know Juan Soto. I know who Juan Soto is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Phenom, man's an animal. Like, 23 years old. He's apparently rejected two contracts that are, like, 10-year, $380 million, which, obviously, unbelievable money. But he's rejected them, and I think he's actually going to leave a free agency in a few years, which makes me very happy because that's not another career that's been wasted. Like, this man Mike Trout out in, you know, out in uh, Los Angeles where – they can't put a team around him to save his life. Yeah, that team sucks, dude. They, suck. they have no pitching. They literally, yeah, they you know suck. that, you know, the last draft they, if with every single draft pick, they drafted a pitcher. Literally, yeah, yeah I remember hearing about that. I remember they had like that. 12 or 15 draft picks, and every single one was a pitcher. That's crazy. They, they have the pitching is, uh, is like, I actually, I pay attention to like mainly because of betting, but it also helps me like learn players and stuff. Like, I'll go look at their records, their ERAs and stuff. Hell like, yeah. Like, I got to pay attention to that stuff. But, yeah. Love that for you. Look at us. It's a fun game. I like it. I like sports. I mean, baseball now. I like it now. I feel like, listen, I feel like a lot of people don't like baseball because they don't understand it. I do hate Aaron Judge, though. I oh, my God. What are you talking about? Every time I pick them, like, for parlays and stuff, I'll put them in there. And I'll go like five for six, and it's just a hit, Aaron Judge. And then his next two games, I don't pick him. He goes yard for game, and then he hits like another one that at lead off or, or like top Yo, of the inning or all, something. Never talk about my man's like that ever. Honestly, just the Yankees in general, I have not been good for me to bet on really? unless I bet on them as a team. I like did. When, didn't I tell you to hit the Yankee over this year? Yeah, I did. I didn't. I didn't take the. I didn't take their team though. I took the Blue Jays, which is kind of. I mean, I like Bobachet. Might be my new favorite player too. Bobachet or Nick Gordon. Nick Gordon might be one of my favorite players, man. Why do I not remember? He's on the Twins. Okay. He's uh, I believe he's second base. Yeah, second baseman for the Twins. But yeah. I didn't take the Yankees season over, but I have won a decent amount of money on, you know, their money lines and team total. I'm telling you, take the Yankees season over and look at them. Yeah. I'm paced to win like 115 games. Yeah, no, they're killing it for sure. For yeah, sure. like a 15-game lead in the division on July 4th. Out of pocket. <laughs> out of pocket. All right, Josh, let's go into our final little chat here. You know, usually our break is, you know, in the middle of the show, but we know we're getting the show on this. So, listen, you know, you're only here for the sports stuff. This is kind of the end of the road. But I know you're not just here for that because you love listening to us and we're a great time. We'll go into our little break here because we've had the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale and Miss Marvel has started up, which, by the way, I have been watching. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were going to tune into that. Or not. Oh, no, I tune into everything. Everything. Also, I just finished the last season of Peaky Blinders. I start. I actually started watching it. I started it. I'm only a couple show. episodes in though. But when you get, listen, I think it's like the third season. Don't get me wrong. I think every season is good, but the third season when they're in a feud with the Italian mafia might be the greatest six episodes in television. Since I'm starting Peaky Blinders and 
you just finished Peaky Blinders, you should start watching The Boys. That's on HBO? It's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. I do have Prime. I do have Prime. That show Shout is... That might be... That might be, like, in my top three favorite shows ever. Like, it ever. might be. It's so good, dude. Did you ever so finish good. The Sopranos? No, no. Oh my! Ne- never even close. Not even close, dude. I, I want close. to. I lo- I liked it a lot. I was starting to watch it, and I was starting to get. How far did you get? Not even through the first season. Not like, even the first season. It was good. I enjoy- it's not like I didn't enjoy it. It's just you know, I then other shows started coming out. Like just other shows. Mando came back when I was watching it, and so then I was like, did you, you know what? Did you get to the college episode? college i got to like where he's taking uh what's her nuts to the colleges what's her nuts is yeah what's her nuts? meadow yeah meadow meadow she's an entourage she's she's good in entourage i like that she's you ever bad. seen entourage nah but she's bad yeah an entourage yeah entourage is a very good show too very good she's show. bad that's that's kind of the episode did he no nah, let me not even let me not all right whatever let's talk about yeah, i think he killed somebody that okay day. never mind there we go i want to know if he yeah, he. You know, he that was the first that time. You know, that was the first time a main character killed like somebody on television. Really? That's like, bro. The Sopranos is the reason for like Breaking Bad and everything. Like, Sopranos is the first antihero. I know. You're not, like, supposed, yeah, you're not was, supposed to like Tony, but everybody yeah. likes Tony. Everybody yeah, likes nah, him. Tony's a go, bro. Tony's definitely the go. But yeah, he's the first antihero. Yeah, that's where that's where like Breaking yeah, he Bad. He did kill that from. guy. I can't oh, remember because I remember he was. Like not he was, he was stalking him. He was just like, him right out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't. And Meadow goes, "Are you in the mafia?" No, that was that the didn't. Yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes, he goes. Am I in the what? He says. <laughs> he he goes. I do. He goes. Uh, I do. Um, oh my gosh, what does he always call? Oh, waste me. He goes. I do yeah, waste, waste management. management. Everybody yeah, thinks yeah. you're mobbed up. It's offensive. I got a little bit past. I got to where like his son. I got to where his son like started to figure out about all the stuff he's involved with. I can't remember where I left off, though. You have to go back. Actually, I do remember. He's starting to little fantasize about his uh, his therapist lady. He's starting to get a little... Uh, good old Mrs. Uh, what's her name? What's I can't even nuts? think. Dr. Uh, Melfi. Melfi, Dr. Yeah. Melfi. Yeah. What a time. What a time that show was. I miss it. I wish I could go back and watch it and just forget it all. But I won't forget Kenobi, especially after that finale, because I thought it was fantastic. Like I said, very easy to please. Are there some people, oh, I can't believe. Oh, listen, this is your two-second warning, because it's been, what, two weeks since it came out? So I don't want to hear about no spoilers or nothing. Mm-hmm. Maybe two seconds. I don't want to hear about no Oh my gosh! I can't believe Obi Wan beat Darth Vader when it was he was supposed to be in his prime. <laughs> Shut up! They, that's not like it's so annoying too because, like, the people that always talk the most about it, like that think they know everything, like they don't know. Like, no, he's not Darth Vader all the way yet. Like, this is literally. Fresh off of him turning into Darth so Vader, five like, years. Is it yeah, a couple. Right? Yeah, a couple years. No, no, it after. can't be five. I think it it's six five. years. Or I, I thought it was no, ten. No, it's ten. Remember, ten years. Because yeah, yeah, it is ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah because Leia's ten in it. Yeah, but I mean, 
Like but, to think but also, here's my thing, too. Obi was his master, and since Anakin killed all the Jedi, it's not like this man's had to have many lightsaber battles. Exactly. He's been he's been hunting this guy, so he's probably, you know, on cloud nine of adrenaline when he finally finds him and everything. And and Obi-Wan, I mean, Jesus, you thought it was an Obi-Wan show and you didn't think he was going to win a fight? Like, the way they made him look bitch-made in the first fight, that he had to bounce back. He had to bounce back, but it was... It was such a good last episode. I mean, the fight scene was beautiful. Bro, I can't get beautiful. over how sexy lightsabers look these days. I know. So good, dude. So like, good. lightsabers look absolutely fantastic now. So good. A shout out CGI, man. Love it. Yeah. I'm glad we also got the, you know, similar to what happened with Ahsoka and Rebels, where his, have his mask is cut off uh, and get to see his face and hear and by Another thing, coming from a of a, a production nerd, when he's talking to him, and he's like, "You didn't kill Anakin," and mm-hmm. the lightsaber is blue on his face, and he goes, yeah. "I did," and then it turned red. I was like, "What a and touch!" It's, like, it's switching from like the voice of the Vader uh, mask and Hayden's actual voice. Go, oh, my God, so good. But one thing I did not had a problem with. I wanted it to be longer. Was Qui Gon Jinn at the end? I just, yeah. I just wanted a little bit longer, you know. Not a really. Uh, hey, where you been? Come on, we gotta go. Because <laughs> that's all we kind of got yeah. from Qui God. Like, took Listen, you long all enough. I'm saying is, it's supposed to be a one-off. I think a nice season two of, of Qui Gon training Obi Wan would be great. There was a report like three days ago that I saw that this was supposed to be a movie trilogy. I know, Obi-Wan. I saw that too. Like, dude, I would have much rather had a, a movie trilogy. Than just I, you know I a series. Have, I, I would have taken a movie trilogy. For it that would have season. been so good, dude. So, cause think about all the characters they could have introduced at that point. I mean, three movies of young Luke and Leia too. The Qui Gon. I'm like, I'll say this again. That might have. That was the best casting of the whole show. Oh, yeah. Obviously, obviously, you knew who Obi Wan and and right. whatever. But that young Leia, pff, literally Perfect. the exact same thing as as old Leia. Yeah, exact same thing. Perfect casting. And then they put her in the then they put her in the all white outfit at the end of the show. Oh yeah, I said this is literally. I said it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was really good. Uh, I hope to see. I mean, they got to do a a a second season or or something like that. Like I think they've talked about a second season because do you remember when uh uh Ewan McGregor went on stage and he was like. I hope you enjoy episodes one, two, and he goes like all the way up to like ten episodes, and there's sure. only six episodes. I mean, he's also said several times that like I hope this isn't the last time I get to be here. Yeah. So like he, I think him and Hayden Christensen are both like applying for like, hey, we want to do more of this. So I hope Lucas Films is like, yeah, I guess we the, do too. <laughs> see, I, I guess the only hard part is, and like that's why it also kind of sucked watching this show that like, you know, they have to live. Hmm. Yeah. So, like, that fight would have had a lot more tension if, like, those movies never existed. <laughs> right. Because it's like, oh, my God, what is about to happen? What's about to happen? But, like, you knew that Obi-Wan wasn't dead when he got buried by the rocks. And then you knew that right. he wasn't right. going to kill Darth Vader at the end. I That's that's funny, though, because even though, like, I know they're both living. <laughs> like, when he was under the rocks, I'm like, oh, shit. Just because it's natural. Oh, no, like, absolutely. Like, absolutely. That's funny to think about. Like, I know. He lived for many more years, but gets hit by some. Well, no, and like even when and even when like Riva 
was was hunting little Luke down and and the, mm-hmm. and the fam. I was like, yo, she's about to clip them. Yeah, like <laughs> they're dead. But and no. that was some great editing too, where like she goes to kill him, and like her body, her little yeah, I was like, okay, very like good. The, her as a kid flashes up, kind of fire. Can't lie. Yeah. How about how about Miss Marvel? I really like it. I didn't. This last episode was probably the first episode where I was like, eh, uh, where he she goes and visits her grandma, and then they all come back, and it was it was an okay episode, cool fight scene, but uh, I really liked the first two episodes. I thought those were very good. Uh, I like that they brought in the the cop from Spider Man No Way Home. I like him. He's a, yes. he's a funny cop. Yeah. Uh, but I was a little confused, like in that in that episode where like the drones are shooting at her. Are those the same drones that Mysterio used? No, nah, because I thought his just like projected things. I didn't think they. Shot. And I thought they self-destructed too, but they look almost exactly like. Yeah, but how different can drones really look from one another? That's you, know true. I mean? you know what I mean? That is true. You know what I mean? Also, they're the worst cops I've ever seen. Yeah, they are. The like worst. she, she just magically like roll, like hides behind their own cop car, gets in the <laughs> car, and, and gets away. <laughs> Where'd she go? Like that's that's the, the one car, that I hate about. Literally pulls up and is like, "Get in, bro!" She's <laughs> literally she's literally here. They're arresting the people here, and they don't see her. Where'd she go? Didn't get into that car. That was that's the one else. thing I hate about movies and shows, like plot yeah. armor annoys yeah. the hell out of me. But it always makes me laugh, dude. It makes, it's so funny when it happens. Like like even the Obi Wan show when he's literally walking out of the base with Leia <laughs> on his leg. <laughs> And people were so mad about that big I ass coat. So, <laughs> I, I saw Twitter when that happened. People were upset. A big ass coat, <laughs> just, just a side that's huge. No, nah, it was literally sticking out this much. Like, yeah. Like, what is yeah. on your leg, guy? <laughs> and who are you? Like, what are you doing like, here? Like, this I mean, is a maybe Star Wars, and you could be like, "Oh, that's an alien character." Maybe we just yeah. don't know. But like, yeah. I never seen an alien character with just one big ass leg. <laughs> that was so funny. People get so mad about like they'll get so hyped, like, oh, I can't wait for this show. And then the second one and then the show comes wrong. down, they're like, This is the worst thing I've ever yeah, seen. They're like, This is so bad. Like, what did they do? Do you see the coloration of this? It's supposed to be different. Like it's like, so so annoying. This this planet is supposed to be reddish orange and it's reddish yellow. <laughs> I'm like, so all right, annoying, bro. Dude. Go back and that's, go get That's your- one good thing about the boys, dude. It's like everything that could be plot armor. It's like, no, that's just kind of that's just kind of the way this show works. Like, like crazy shit like that. Just you gotta watch that show, dude. You you'd love it. You'd love I'll try it. it. I think you'd it. love it, but you'd also be like, nah, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. That's kind of how I felt about Peacemaker, though. It's kind of like Peacemaker, but like not at it's comical, but not as comical. Like Peacemaker, but because like here's my thing, and maybe because I've watched like Marvel and all that, I feel like their enemies are the worst looking things ever. <laughs> like yeah. those moths or whatever look <laughs> so fake. The little the little judo master guy. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, that was that was my favorite though. character of the whole show, man. He was always eating Bro, hot like, Cheetos. <laughs> not a hot Cheetos. This man loved them. <laughs> He was the best, dude. But like those moths, I'm I'm looking at. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could have animated that. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what are we talking? You're a multi-billion-dollar company, probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. Peacemaker was a good show, man. I like that. I, I am excited for the second season. That was a good show. Yeah. I did thoroughly enjoy that. Yeah, very good show. Are you going to see uh, Thor this weekend? Are you like, who's out this weekend? The seventh, I believe, is Thor. Really? Yeah. Well, actually, my brother's bachelor party is the eighth. Hmm. So I might ha- I would have to go day before. I'll see. I'll see what the movements are. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm seeing it this weekend or not yet. But I mean, I really want to. From what I saw from all the people I follow that you know get to go to the premieres and everything, they said it's basically like a Marvel rom com, which I'm all in for. All in for that. You know, everybody's gonna hate it, right? Everybody's gonna talk so much shit. Be about like, it. this is the God of Thunder, and he's simping over a girl. Like, do you remember when the first two movies he was all badass hoorah, and then the third one, the best movie, he was just cracking jokes the whole time. Nah, and, every, and everybody absolutely despised the first two. Yeah. No, I'm down for two hours of Korg and Thor on on an adventure. Nah, Korg is a god. But you might not like this movie too much. I heard the Guardians of the Galaxy are in it, so I know, I know. losers. <laughs> Well, I know. Listen, two of them got to go eventually. Because didn't, oh, yeah. didn't Batista say you don't want to do it anymore? Yeah, I think he's done with all the Marvel stuff, really. Which I've never understood. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not an actor, so like maybe you do just get tired of a role. But how could you be tired of playing a superhero character in like one of the most successful franchises ever? Like everyone loves you. You make a lot of money, and it's, like, you get to be a superhero. Like you literally, your job is to play a superhero, bro. Like. Like that's why like Chris that's Evans why, walking away from saying. Captain America, crazy, bro. crazy. Oh, like what are you talking yeah. about? This man Hemsworth would, is like, no, nah, I'll play Thor as long as they want me. I would, I would be like, yeah, 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 I will do it until you don't need me. Like, did did um, what? Rob, oh my, why can't I think of Iron Man's name, bro? Robert Downey Jr. All right, thank you. I knew it was Robert. But I don't know, bro. I low key really wanted to say Robert Irwin. <laughs> Robert Irwin. Shout out, shout out my yeah. man's bro. Didn't deserve yeah. that. I still hate a stingray. I'll yeah, still punch a stingray. stingray. Fuck a stingray. I'll still oh, punch yeah. a stingray right in the Where? face. Right in the face. Steve Irwin still got shooters out here, I'm telling you. Yeah, for real, bro. They might be the most hated species on earth. Just because of him. Yeah, like honestly, because you think of like things that cause like actual harm. I think stingrays like beat out a lot of those species just because of of the great man they took. Like that. Yo, his son is literally him, though. You ever yeah, seen him? Yeah, he's bro. He's this awesome. man, I, I I see him on TikTok a couple times. He's like picking up turtles and helping them across yeah. the road and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, dude, he'd be so awesome. proud. Yeah, for real, man. For real. Oh mm. man, let's get out of here, Josh. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at JoeLynn underscore four. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, so you can come in here and chat with us. Uh, and shout out to Monique for joining us for the UFC segment. True. Uh, make sure you guys tune in next Monday, 7 Eastern. Yes, sir. As for me, Anthony Conover underscore on Twitter. Obviously, you can follow this podcast right down below at Gen Z Sports on Twitter as well. Like Josh said, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, go over to Underdog Fantasy. Use code Gen Z to double your first deposit up to $100. Obviously, you want to get into a little bit of the, you know, over-unders and, and things of that nature go over to underdog great app love it um but yeah obviously i do this every monday with josh tuesdays i do the hard count with me and cj everything in the football world and then thursdays i do backstop banter with me and michael lawson which is everything in the baseball world so with all of that being said i once again appreciate everybody for tuning in and like josh said 
we will uh, definitely see you next week. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you.